the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is pre-recorded. This is the Paul George Real Estate Show with your host, Paul George. Sponsored by the Paul George Real Estate Group. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of Salem Media Group, staff, management, or advertisers. And now, here's your host, Paul George. Welcome to the Paul George Real Estate Show. I'm your host, Paul George. I'm a 33-year real estate agent who helps represent people who buy, sell, and build homes in central Ohio. Today, we're going to talk about my profession. We're going to talk about being a realtor. What does it take to be a realtor? Um, it's funny how many times I work with clients and it, it inevitably comes up. Eh, I wonder if I could do that. I think I can be a realtor. So today, we're going to talk a little bit about what are the requirements, what are some of the benefits, and what it might take to be a real estate agent. Uh, there's a lot more to it than taking a test and selling your mom's house. Uh, there's a, especially if you want to make it into a profession, but you know, everybody's different. So before I bring on my guest, I'm going to talk about kind of what's going on in the real estate market. Um, last week, um, every week I go to realtor meetings and what realtor meetings are is that areas like Hilliard or Dublin or Upper Arlington, um, uh, Westerville, uh, last week I went to a meeting and one of the things we do is when we get a new listing, we try to have everybody at the meeting show up and tour the house. And there's a lot of benefits to that. And one of the benefits is that one, as agents, we get to actually see, touch and feel what's on the market. And we're not just looking at pictures. We can see, um, what the house actually feels like, smells like you know, what the neighbor's houses look like, because you don't always see that on Zillow. Um, one of the other benefits is that as a listing agent, if I have the house on tour, um, I can get feedback from professionals. You know, if I got 20 agents walking through the house, and sometimes when I get a listing and the sellers put their house up for sale, we get a little I don't know, numbs the right word or get a little slow, snow blind to things that, yeah, we don't think is a big deal. But when you have 20 different agents coming in, they say, what are they thinking with that wallpaper up there? You know, maybe they need to do something about that red wall or, hey, I didn't notice you had a stain in your ceiling up there. And those are things we can address while we're doing that. Um, it's pretty neat to get that because they have nothing to gain by it, meaning that, uh, uh, they're not trying to get the listing or competing against it. So it's nice to get a firsthand account from professionals that kind of know what to look for and what their buyers might look for. But anyway, last week um, we walked through a house in Westerville, and it was about as perfect condition as you'd ever want to see. Um, the house had been on the market for a couple of weeks already, and the agent and the owner was kind of perplexed as to, why there hadn't been a lot of showings or why there hasn't been any offers, especially when we're in a market where inventory is low. Um, you know, the price was perfect. I thought the condition was just absolutely great. Um, where it sat, you know, anything in Westerville or Westerville schools tends to go pretty quick or at least gets a lot of look-sees. But, you know, sometimes it's just the market, you know, you never know how people think about buying and selling. You know, if you're in the middle of the holidays, you're not thinking about it. If there's a blizzard out, you're not thinking about it. Um, you know, right now the interest rates are higher than what we're used to in the last few years. So they're not quite as motivated. They're not worried. Or they're not thinking about, uh, you know, going out or they don't feel the need that they have to do something right away. So, you know, it could be as simple as that. I mean, you know, we just had the time change. Um, you know, when it gets darker earlier, people get in different moods. And you don't know how that affects you. So, like I say, sometimes it's just the market. Um, you know, trust me, if this was the spring, this house would have been gone 
you know, and probably the first day. You know, there's always exceptions, but, you know, when things do slow down like this, um, you just never know uh, what the reasoning is for it. And don't beat yourself up for it. Um, like I said, if it was spring, things might be a little bit different. Um, so if you're selling your house now, be patient. Um, may take a little bit longer than a week than what your neighbor's house sold for or what the house is down the road sold for. Or you'd still hear of, of somebody that is, you know, putting their house up. There's exceptions all the time. Um, like I said, I had one last week, a couple weeks ago now, that was a very higher-end home, and we had people fighting over it. And this house that we went through on the tour kind of was the same way. Um, we just have to get in the mindset because we've gone through such a period of houses selling in a week. You know, buyers look at it and said, okay, it's been on the market for a week. What's wrong with it? Sometimes there's not anything wrong with it. So anyway, I just wanted to kind of go through that, um, you know, if it's around the holidays, if it's around, you know, an election, a lot of times that slows things down. There's always a reason, um, but sometimes we just don't know what they are. You can always drop the price. You know, if you had an auction on a house, it's going to sell right away. But sometimes that doesn't make economic sense. But, again, I don't want this agent. I don't want these homeowners. I don't want people to beat themselves up because of they always go through and say, what else can we do? And a lot of times they, you know, I kind of mentioned maybe it's the wallpaper. Maybe it's the color of the wall. Um, you're just looking for reasons to try to do something, and that's not going to change anything. You got to get eyeballs on it. I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again that we have opportunities to look at statistics, statistics from Zillow, statistics from Realtor.com. Um, even though a house isn't selling, I see the activity, and it hasn't changed probably for the last couple of years. When I say change, it's a little bit less than what it was, but it's still overall, it's a lot higher than what it was 10 years ago. How many hits? We get on listings. So I know people are looking at this stuff. Um, so keep it in mind and don't get discouraged if you do have your house on the market. Don't think it's the agent. Don't think it's uh, the interest rates. Don't think it's – it could be something else that I don't want you to beat yourself up for. So with that in mind, um, if you are thinking about selling and your timing isn't critical, talk to an agent right now. Talk to an agent to see what you can do to prep your house so you can give it your best shot when you do put it on the market. Um, that's one of the things I do. If I don't know it, I have a stager that I use. I have my assistant. Heck, last week we were rearranging furniture, weren't we, Gina? Um, so we can do things that, uh, you know, when you're in a house for years and years, you just may not see these flaws and things like that. So that's what we come in and do. Sometimes they take time. You know, if you need a bender to come out and fix a window, you know, now's the time for us to talk to you. So when we come back, we, I'm going to introduce Dela. Dela is the manager of my office, but she also recruits people, but also consults with them about how to be a realtor. We'll be right back. Navigating the complexities of the current real estate market can be a daunting task. Fortunately, you have a trusted ally, the Paul George Group of Keller Williams Greater Columbus Realty. From the moment you start your journey, the Paul George Group with over 30 years of experience will be right beside you, guiding you through every step of the process, whether it's finding the perfect home or building, skillfully negotiating on your behalf, working with lenders, managing inspections, or handling title matters, their expertise ensures your best interests are always at heart. Don't hesitate to take the first step towards your real estate goals. Reach out to the Paul George Group for a no-obligation consultation. Call 614-570-2853. That's 614-570-2853. Or email paul at paulgeorgerealestate.com. When it comes to making informed decisions in the real estate world, trust the Paul George Group to lead the way. Visit the Paul George Real Estate Group at paulgeorgerealestate.com. That's paulgeorgerealestate.com. Now back to your host, Paul George. Welcome back to the Paul George Real Estate Show. Again, I'm your host, Paul George, a longtime real estate agent. And today we are going to talk about what it takes to become a realtor. 
Um, before we do that, I just wanted to remind everybody that this show turns into a podcast. Uh, as soon as the show drops, uh, we get done after the hour's over. If you go on to Spotify or you go on Google, Google Play or iTunes, uh, look up the Paul George Real Estate Show and subscribe to it. And you can listen to this show or you can listen to any of the previous uh, shows we've had. We've had, you know, auditors on. We've had uh, board presidents on. We've had attorneys on. Um, we've had title insurance people on. So there's any subject about real estate. There's probably a show on it. And if you want to... Uh, Go back and listen. They're all there on the uh, podcast. So my guest today is Dela Bishop. She is, I don't even know what her title is. Uh, I call her a team leader. She pretty much heads up my real estate office, but she does a lot more than that. She is responsible for somebody that is thinking about getting in real estate. Um, there's a lot of times people will ask me what it takes, and I screw it up. So I said, you need to talk to Dela. Um, and Dale will give all the nitty gritty about the uh, licensing things, but also more of where you are in your life, whether you want it as a career, whether you want it as something different than a career, because you can do all. That's what the nice thing about real estate affords to you. So Dale Bishop, say hello and tell us a little bit about yourself and what your role is at Keller Williams as well as what you do with real estate, I should say. <laughs> Go ahead. Thank you, Paul. Thanks for having me on your show. Um, as Paul mentioned, I have been with Keller Williams for about 20 years. Not all of that time as a team leader, which is my official title. I'm basically the CEO of our office or our company, Keller Williams Greater Columbus Realty. Um, but I have been a real estate agent as well. I'm licensed myself. Um, actually hold a management level licensee status as well, which requires a little more education and gives me a little more power as far as helping out our agents. Um, as far as becoming a real estate agent, there are a few things. It's governed by the state of Ohio and uh, the Ohio Department of Commerce, to be specific, they have a division of real estate, and that's who oversees real estate in our area and in the state. There are a few requirements. You must be 18 years of age. You must be a United States citizen or a legal alien, and you do have to provide proof of that. You must be honest and truthful. You cannot have been convicted of a disqualifying offense, and there are several of those. Uh, doesn't necessarily mean traffic violations. Um, and if you're ever in doubt, you can actually research it ahead of time to see if something that you may have had happen in your prior life would be a disqualifying offense. Um, you then also must uh, have a high school diploma or its equivalent. And um, you must attend a real estate school and get 120 credit hours of real estate coursework. And we have several different providers that you can go through here in Ohio. Um, with our office, I actually have partnerships with two of them, which is Hondros uh, Real Estate College and then also through the CE shop. But fortunately, um, we have a great announcement that we are just implementing right now. Keller Williams has a program called K-Score, and that will allow people to get licensed as a real estate agent for free. Keller Williams is actually, and, and us as an office, picking up that cost to actually provide this conduit for agents. And this is brand new. We actually signed the paperwork this morning to finalize it. Well, look at that. <laughs> We're breaking news here. We so. are. We are. Hey, with that being said, um, I am, I have a second home in Florida and I've been thinking about getting my license there and they offer that in Florida as well too. Yes, they do. Um, which I didn't know until I signed up for and said, I don't have to pay for this. <laughs> now I just got to sit through and take all these classes again. But, uh, it is nice that it's finally making it available to a broader amount of people because one of the questions they're going to ask you is there scholarships available or something like that. But, uh, sounds like that's already been taken care of. So. Okay, I, we don't have to do any more of the show. You just answered everything. So, <laughs> Well, actually, up until this was available, we as a company had made the decision to offer tuition reimbursement. Okay. So we were still helping people get into the business. Um, they had to upfront the, the cost because we wanted them to have skin in the game and make sure that they were serious about the business, but then we would reimburse them. So if you have already taken classes, it's okay to still you know, join a company like us that offers tuition reimbursement because um, we will honor that even though we've got K-Score available. Okay. So, so 
taking a step backwards, Keller Williams is a broker. Yes. I am a sales agent. What is the relationship between the two? What is required between the two? Um, tell me how that works. Just tell me the dynamics of that. This can differ from state to state, but in the state of Ohio, uh, a broker first has to have a real estate license, and then to become a broker, they have to complete 20 transactions. They need to also have some additional education. Uh, if you've gone to college, a lot of times your college education will qualify for that, but if not, there are classes you can take for that as well. There's four broker requisites, which are business economics, law, financial management, and human resources. And uh, those are provided, again, through the real estate colleges if you need it. <clears throat> um, the broker can work independently as an agent and do everything. However, if you're a real estate salesperson and have a salesperson's license, you have to work under a broker. So part of the process is once you finish all of your classes and have your certificates as proof, then you have to have a broker sponsor you to take the exam. And the broker supervises all of the agents in their office. So from a compliance standpoint, standpoint to make sure that they're compliance with everything that the state requires. So if I got my license, I have to go to a Keller Williams, a Caldwell Banker, a Howard Hanna. I have to go to somebody and say, I need you to sponsor me. Yes. Is that correct? Yes, that's right. What is the affiliation between do I have to, okay, now I have to start working for Keller Williams or if I get sponsored by somebody, I would hope that you have some loyalty to them, but you're not stuck into, I get with a company that goes out of business or something like that. What Can they go to any different brokerage if need be? Yes, they can. As a real estate agent, you're an independent contractor. So you're basically your own boss. You're owning your own business. You're conducting your own business. You can choose what brokerage you want to sponsor you. And um, to answer your question, so the, as part of the process, it used to be an application form that had to be walked in or mailed into the division, and uh, now it's actually gone to an online process to apply and get an application. But you have to meet with that brokerage first, and then once you have done that, the state notifies the broker that the person has applied under them, and then we as a brokerage have to agree and acknowledge and uh, approve them to take their test. And then you go to a testing center, and it takes about two weeks from the time you have applied uh, to take your test. In the meantime, during that process of ap from application to testing, you have to have a background check and get fingerprinted also for the state. See, it's been so long since I've done this that uh, I just didn't realize that, one, that somebody else, we had the opportunity to get our education paid for, too. We had to have a background check. Um, I didn't realize that you had to have a high school diploma or something equivalent to it, too. So that's why I have people talk to you instead of me saying, yeah, you can work with us. Um, that's a great situation. And to finish answering your question, though, as far as let's say your broker went out of business or, or something, an agent can change brokerages at will. And so the, it's an online process now as well for that, transferring your license um, also, a broker, if they don't feel that the agent's a right fit for them because of the way they conduct business, et cetera, the broker can return that agent's license with notice. <laughs> That's a nice way of saying it. <laughs> <laughs> so just maybe not be a fit. You know, we're talking about what the broker does uh, systematically or mechanically. What else does a broker do for an agent? Um, you know, it's not just to get your license. You don't, okay, I got my license with Keller Williams now. Go sell a house. Tell us what a broker might do or what they can do. There's all kinds of brokerages out there, and uh, each brokerage has its own benefits it offers, et cetera. Um, it used to be years ago, everybody was what we call a dependent model broker, and that's where there was one broker overseeing all the agents in that office. Everybody did business the exact same way, and uh, the brokerage promoted their name, their telephone number, et cetera, on their signs, so leads would come into the office. And um, everybody was on the pretty much the same split. Well, what changed the face of real estate is when the independent brokerage model was created, and that was actually created by REMAX back about 40 years ago. And it was a, the total opposite end of the spectrum, where it was more of a landlord-tenant type relationship. Agent paid a high monthly fee in exchange for a commission split, could work under a broker, 
but they may not provide all the same things that the dependent model brokers did. Some of the training, some of the tools, et cetera. Agents were pretty much on their own to, you know, work their business as they saw fit. And actually then the third model was created in the early 80s, and that was created by Keller Williams. And um, it was because of the disruption in the real estate world that, that this happened. And we are the interdependent model. So we've tried to take the best from both worlds and create one model for everyone so that um, you can run your business as you see fit, yet you've got training, support, tools, all of those things um, in order to you know, run a, a great, create a great real estate business. It used to be people were sales agents. Now people create big businesses in real estate by growing teams and kind of almost creating their own little mini brokerage within a brokerage, if you will. But that wasn't the case back, you know, prior to that. And that's one of the differences when I started out. I would never have conceived of being a team leader because uh, I have agents under my name. And uh, that's something that just wasn't available 20 years ago when I started. Um, if you're just joining us, I am uh, Paul George, the host of the Paul George Real Estate Show, and I'm with Dale Bishop, who is the team leader for Keller Williams Greater Columbus, and uh, she helps agents or people figure out if they want to be a real estate agent or not. She kind of walks them through the steps and things. But one of the things that we talked about with brokerages and you're kind of downplaying a little bit, but one of the reasons I am with Keller Williams is just because of the opportunities for education and training. Um, you talked about that between a difference between brokerages. Why would somebody work with a brokerage that doesn't offer training or doesn't keep up to date on, you know, what's happening right now? What might be the incentive for somebody to do something like that? Well, you know, everybody has different goals. Um, some people think they know everything they need to know and don't really need to learn anymore, or they'll go find it on their own. However, if you look at what is out there and available, training, education, technology is a big one these days. Um, how much of that can you do on your own versus if you have what I call power buying behind you? I, I liken it to Costco. You can get things less expensive if you buy them in bulk, and that's what Costco does, and that's what their customers are able to do. So, uh, you know, as far as training goes, you're right. That's huge because in this business, you never quit learning. The only thing that's constant is change. Boy, filled with the cliches today, are we? <laughs> <laughs> I can give you that kind of stuff. So I am, um, you know, like you said, when we started out, we were kind of labeled as salespeople. Um, I am, believe it or not, I'm an introvert. <laughs> <laughs> and we do all these personality assessments and things like that. And I'm the last person in the world that should be a salesperson, so to speak. Um, what kind of techniques, what kind of uh, uh, systems do you have available for identifying like my personality type and what I might be able to do to accentuate that as it pertains to the real estate industry? Well, and my tenure in my role has been 16 years. And over the course of that, we've used several different kinds of assessments. Um, we've used the DISC. You, uh, some people may have heard of that. We've used Strength Finders. We've used, Keller Williams has actually developed their own called the KPA. And so through all of those, the big piece of it is you want to identify where your strengths are and also where, and I don't like the word weaknesses, but the areas you're not as strong in. And that way you can fill those voids. So if you know that you're an introvert, but you may be great with systems and great with leadership, you may be setting up all of those things, then finding that talent to come with you to fill in those voids that might be the, the extrovert, the marketing person, the, um, the person that's creating a social calendar, those kinds of things for your business. Um, we're a, a coaching and consulting company, and so we work to really, uh, you know, help people figure out what those are, and then have a system or um, a, a model that will actually fill that void for them. Um, for instance, we have a process for everything. We even help our agents, so like if someone was growing a team, we have a process called career visioning that takes them through, here's the assessment, here's the analysis of the assessment, here are the questions to ask to get deeper, 
here all the way down to their life story and then knowing what they're um, asking for their references, scripts to go around those references so that you really get to know that person at a, a deep level before you hire them to bring them on your team to know that they are the right fit for that position on the bus. We also have you know, job descriptions for each position on the bus. Um, so it, it it helps you with the whole complete package in filling that void. But it may not be a person. It might be a system. It might be a, a certain piece of technology. It might be a training class. It might be, um, you know, a process. And so we help dissect that with you, and then you figure out where you need to go with that and and then find that. I'm a... I have to go to a lot of training so I can be that resource for agents. Well, and again, that's, and again, I don't want to make this a big Keller Williams commercial, but it is one of the differences I see between this and, because I work with the other agents on the other side who don't get this education, who don't get this, um, I guess, training. And it, it really is a challenge to our business when we get somebody who's not trained as well as we are. Not to say that's a negative thing because they may be at a different point and it's a transactional thing for them, but I really like what I'm doing. That's why I have a career in it. So when we come back, um, I am going to talk a little bit more about uh, how to get your license, but more of the type of person who might want to get into real estate. So I'll see you on the other side, and we'll ask Dale a few more questions. <laughs> Submit your questions for the show to Paul at PaulGeorgeRealEstate.com. That's Paul at PaulGeorgeRealEstate.com. Now back to your host, Paul George. Welcome back to the Paul George Real Estate Show, and I'm your host, Paul George. I am here today with Dayla Bishop from Keller Williams Greater Columbus. She is the team leader there. If you do want to, um, if you're thinking about getting into real estate, uh, I'm going to have Dayla give you her information towards the end of the show. You can always call me and I can put you in touch with her and get some perspective as to, one, what Keller Williams has to offer, but even taking a step back, what you might have to do to get your license and how long it might take, how much it might cost. We kind of touched on that before, but if you want a one-on-one, we can certainly sit down and talk to to you. Um before we get back to the topic, though, I'd like the audience to kind of get you, get to know you a little bit more, Dela. Um, I've been there as long as, almost as long as you have, I think. Um, so I get to know you on a little bit of a different level, which is kind of the fun part, too, because you have to be out there. I don't know if recruiting is the right word, but just be seeing and telling people what uh, Kelly Williams does have to offer. But, um, you know, you kind of mentioned it before that you started out as an agent. Kind of tell me your story on how you got into real estate, what you did before, and kind of what led you here. Well, I, um, right out of school uh, from Ohio State, uh, my first big girl job, so to speak, was for a company in Westerville called R.E. Harrington. They were a third-party administrator, process claims for self-insured companies. And I actually hired in with them as a trainer, and I wrote their first training program, I was promoted into a position where I was over four of the different departments of the operations side of the business. And then ultimately, I managed all of their mergers and acquisitions. They were the fourth largest company of their type then, Hmm. and they were really growing. So I loved what I did. It just wasn't conducive to the next thing that happened in my life. And I had triplets 29 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. (laughs) (laughs) So I was lucky enough to be home with my kids when they were little. And when they went to school full time, I decided I needed to do something and talk to adults. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'd always been interested in real estate. My parents, um, my my dad was in construction and he was a commercial carpenter. And when he would get laid off in the winter, he would buy other houses and fix them up and flip them or keep them as rentals. And my mom worked side by side with him to do all of that. So my parents always were in that business and, you know, created their wealth in doing so. And so I always grew up, but didn't pay, I, I paid attention, but didn't pay attention, if you know what I mean. So um, I actually have two rental properties I've had since before I was married. And um, I have bought and sold several homes for myself. So real estate's always been in the back of my mind. Um, in addition to that, when I worked in the corporate America world, I worked with some uh, corporate leases and those kinds of things. So I, I got exposed to that side a little bit, too. And so I thought, you know what, I'm going to get my real estate license. This is something I can do part-time. 
and still be at my kids' soccer games and so forth. Well, those are famous last words. Um, <laughs> I jumped in with both feet because I really enjoyed it, and I didn't have any problems talking to people. I grew up in Delaware, so I knew people all around the area anyway. So, um, And I'm a social person, so it was just kind of a natural progression for me. And um, I, when I originally got licensed, I went to work for a, a different brokerage, so I've been exposed to real estate outside of Keller Williams. And I haphazardly succeeded my first year. Um, I went to that brokerage because I had a friend that was there and said, I'll help you get started in the business. And after being there for a while, I thought, you know what, it's got to be easier than this. I was a systems and models person, um, you know, from corporate America world. So Keller Williams has been around since 1983, but only been in central Ohio for 22 years. Well, I've been with Keller Williams almost 21 years. So um, at, back then it was Keller who. And my parents were like, what are you doing? And I said, well, you know, I'm looking for that, the systems, the, the training, the technology, because when you get licensed, they teach you how to pass the exam. They really don't teach you how to sell real estate. So Keller Williams, you know, starts you out with a business plan. And, and then I immerse myself in all the classes that I possibly could. And I went from, and you have to think about the price of homes 21 years ago compared to now. But I went from my first year in real estate, closing $1.2 million in real estate, to the year after that, after applying systems and models, to $2.6 million. And the year after that, $4 million. The year after that, $6 million. The year after that, $8 million. So I know that running your business like a business works because I did it. And, you know, that's the, a big part of the training and, and all of that. I think that people don't realize when they're entering real estate school that they need to be business owners. They need to have a P&L. They need to, you know, keep books. It's not just selling houses or touring beautiful homes. It, it's all about creating a business around it. One of the reasons I ask you this question is because of there's so many people who get in positions without starting at the bottom, so to speak. And the fact that you walk the walk, meaning that you sold first, you worked with recruiters before that, you were doing that. And now you're here. That's why I think you lend credibility to what you're talking about because you've been in our shoes before. Um, the nice thing about what you do as well is that you get to see somebody that's starting out with nothing. And you didn't know me when I started out, but I didn't sell a house for the first six months. And now I'm, I guess by industry standards, I'm doing better than most others. Um, so I appreciate you coming from a point of, I've been there, done that kind of thing. Whereas, you know, I've seen people write books and about real estate and they've never bought a house. So this is a little bit different. So I appreciate that. Um, one of the things just to take a, an awkward step here, <laughs> I, I asked my, my, uh, guess this all the time, but I want to know this because of, um, I want to know this so people can get to know you a little bit better. Um, if you had one talent, you could just, instantly learn, snap your fingers and say, hey, I can do this. What would that be? Oh, boy, that wasn't on the list of questions. <laughs> <laughs> That's the idea. Oh. Dead air is not good for radio. Yeah. <laughs> it, you know, it would be a way to reach people and reach more people more efficiently in a more personal way, not just through all the venues we have in life and in, in our, our business world. It would be to be able to I'm a, I feel like I'm a connector already, but mm -hmm. to be able to connect with even more people um, and have the talent to do that through technology at a higher level than what we're able to do now. You want to have a face to face talk with somebody, but do it more efficiently where you can do it. Yes. More than one at a time kind of thing. I yes. like that. That's I think we might all have that desire somewhere. Um, now, if God can just figure out a way to make that happen, then <laughs> That's right. we'll get that done. So getting back to our topic, um, when I started out, you know, the homes for sale were listed in a multiple listing book. It looked like a big telephone book and it had pictures and things like that. Um, then things migrated to the multiple listing, but only agents seemed to have access to that computer MLS and now pretty much homes are available to the public on Zillow or anywhere without just driving by on the sign. They're more efficient. 
so to speak, as to say, now I can see this many houses, I can see the inside of houses and things. In your view, how has the role of an agent changed from, like I said, we used to be the gatekeeper. How has that changed from the gatekeeper to what we are now? Agents have to be consultants. They have to be teachers. They have to help home buyers or sellers through the process, understand the process, make it simple, take the problems. Agents are big problem solvers. So you've got to be able to take the the problems, the hiccups or the, the mountains of problems that might arise during the home buying or selling process and solve it for them and, and keep their mind at ease. And the home buyers and sellers always have emotion involved in it. And so take the emotion out of it so that they make a good decision. In addition to that, being able to decipher all of the materials, the, that the, the data that's at their fingertips. Um, make sure they're making a good investment or make sure that they're, you know, selling it and making, you know, the right amount of money that their house should bring. Doing all of that analysis to help them. You know, part of what I do is I consider a gap analysis when I'm interviewing somebody to figure out what their gaps to make sure I'm helping them with their role as an agent. Well, the agent's role is doing the same thing with buyers and sellers, doing a needs analysis, figuring out what they, what their needs are and help them get to the end result efficiently and one of my pivots, I guess, to say is that, like I said before, we were kind of gatekeepers. We looked like the hero when we found somebody a house, and now people find the houses on their own. They they give me a list of the houses they want to see as compared to, here, I found you these. We need to go look at these. Um, and in the past couple of years, it's, you know, we found this house. We want it. We'll give them what they're asking for it. And they don't see the value in what we do until we get it in contract. Once we get it in a contract, that's where I say I earn my keep, so to speak, because of they have no idea what it takes from contract to actually get the keys to the house, all the things in between. And I think that's where we've been good at, as you say, problem solving. Um, you know, when you have to talk to, gosh, I think there's over 50 people involved in a real estate transaction. The biggest one is the lender. Problem is, is every lender is different and every buyer is different. Um, you know, you talked about the emotion of it. You know, one of my guests previously was uh, Scott Rabchak, who was uh, going to be the president of the Columbus Realtors Association. But he deals in commercial. He has no emotion involved in any of his transactions whatsoever. And I was telling him the story about um, the mom who's selling her house after 60 years. And she was basically crying uh, that she didn't want to sell. And... When you become a real estate agent, you got to be prepared for every situation. You got to be nimble. Um, you know, I always equate this to a, a football because in football, the quarterback goes up and assesses the defense and he has to do an audible. And there's so many times that we have to do audibles when it comes to a real estate transaction. And I think that's where a lot of the other you know, you talked about licensing and think they don't teach you that when you get your license. No. You have to go through that experience. You have to be able to um, have mentors that have gone through it before and say that. And that's what I think that. And again, I'm going to brag a little bit about Keller Williams. It's very different here because when I have an issue, I can go right down the hall and ask somebody. Whereas, you know, I talked about uh, getting my license in Florida it's very adversarial there with real estate agents, and it's not that I can just walk up to somebody and say, what would you do in this situation? Here, there's people falling over saying, yeah, I've been through that before. Here's what you do. We're not competing. It's not like that type of um, adversarial situation. So one of the things I really love about Keller Williams is you identify these ahead of time, and you teach it, whereas – you know, you you don't know how to do that until you get in that situation. And I've seen this before. And when you can do that, um, that just makes the client feel that much more comfortable. And that's where we show our value and our worth as compared to a transactional person who's doing it for, hey, this is for a flip or this is for that. We've got to we got to be all of that. And again, I think you guys give us the tools that uh, uh, that makes it good for the consumer. So, um, you know, you, one thing you didn't mention was strategy. Yep. 
So you said that from the time you go into contract to close. But in all honesty, as an agent, you really have to have that ability to provide the strategy up front. You know, we've come out of a, you know, 29 offers on the same property scenario over the last few years. And there are certain things that you can do to optimize an offer. And so, you know, again, I think the strategy, you have to be a marketing person. You know, you have to wear a lot of different hats as an agent. Yeah, and like you said, it comes down to it's when you hire somebody or want somebody to come here, one of the things that I know you ask is what are your goals in this? And everybody's different. You had mentioned when you started that, you know, I just had triplets. I need to do something. I need to get out. Then it changed. Um, That's one of the great things about the industry. You can hit anybody where they are in their time of life, meaning that you can make this a career. You can make this, you know, if you're an investor, you just want your license, say your own things. It doesn't matter what you want to do, but it's all available to you. And one of the things that Keller Williams offers, and I think you do a good job of promoting this, is we offer systems. And you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Um, You know, in from the books that we get, it's success leaves clues. Don't try to reinvent the wheel, like I said. We have it all available here, and most industries do not. You know, you have to invent it on your on the fly. We have it done. You know, I am a team leader. If somebody wanted to come and work with my group, I say, here's how I do it. Now, if you're only wanting to do it this way, Keller Williams has a system. You know, they have three books. The Bible is the millionaire real estate agent, and that is a New York Times bestseller. It's not just a Keller Williams thing. Um, Other brokerages give it out to their agents as well. That's what I was going to say. The Bible's done. You don't have to reinvent the wheel, like I say. So one of the things that when we come back from the break, I want you to talk about is some of the personality types that you've seen that come into the business, whether it is a business leader, whether it is a business owner. Um, I am to the point in my career where my kids are out working now and they're working for an hourly wage just can't imagine working for an hourly wage anymore because there's a limit on what I can make. When I'm a real estate agent, if I'm motivated, I can make $100,000, a million dollars, $2 million. It's all available, whereas there's no limit like that. And that appeals to me, and that doesn't to everybody. And that's when we come back from the break, that's what I wanted to talk to you about. Okay. Before we do, I just wanted to remind everybody, if you're thinking about purchasing a home, um, you may be wanting to get into the homeownership yourself. It's a challenge right now with the housing shortage, with the uh, interest rates and things like that. You need to talk to somebody who's been there before and see if you're a right fit for it. Call me at the Paul George Group. Um, again, my personal number is 614-570-2853. Give me a call. Navigating the complexities of the current real estate market can be a daunting task. Fortunately, you have a trusted ally, the Paul George Group of Keller Williams Greater Columbus Realty. From the moment you start your journey, the Paul George Group with over 30 years of experience will be right beside you, guiding you through every step of the process, whether it's finding the perfect home or building, skillfully negotiating on your behalf, working with lenders, managing inspections, or handling title matters, their expertise ensures your best interests are always at heart. Don't hesitate to take the first step towards your real estate goals. Reach out to the Paul George Group for a no-obligation consultation. Call 614-570-2853. That's 614-570-2853. Or email paul at paulgeorgerealestate.com. When it comes to making informed decisions in the real estate world, trust the Paul George Group to lead the way. Visit the Paul George Real Estate Group at paulgeorgerealestate.com. That's paulgeorgerealestate.com. Now back to your host, Paul George. Welcome back to the Paul George Real Estate Show. Again, I am here with Ayla Bishop, who is the team leader with Keller Williams Greater Columbus. She helps people figure out if they want to become real estate agents, and if they do, how far they want to go with it. Um, before I get back to Dale, I do want to offer a tip of the week during this segment. I usually offer a tip of the week of a good thing to do to maintain your home or good thing to do to get your house prepared for a sale. Um, my tip of the week this week is to, if you're thinking about real estate as a career, if you've ever thought about it, 
give Dela a call uh, or give me a call and I'll put you in touch with Dela. Um, people always have that idea because of they see the HGTV or they see uh, they get on Zillow and want to know what their neighbor's house is worth. That means you've got something burning inside you saying that I want to know a little bit about real estate. Well, the first thing you got to do is talk to somebody. And it may or may not be a fit, but you never know that until you talk to somebody. So if you do, uh, find me or find Dela. And again, um, we will give you those numbers towards the end of the show here. All right. Back to Dela. <laughs> Interesting. Like I said, we always talk about this stuff during the break. It's like we haven't touched the surface on anything yet. So um, there's so many things I wanted to talk to. One of the things I mentioned before we went to break was that you see all kinds of people. You see, you know, you mentioned, you know, you were a mom, a housewife. I wanted something to do part time. Um, there's kids out of college that want to start in real estate. There's Tell me some of the different um, avenues that people come from to be real estate agents, whether it's corporate world, whether it's those things I talked about. Yeah, what do you it, see? It's all over the place. I mean, sometimes people retire from their first job and they still want to work for another 10, 20 years and they get want to get their real estate license. In the last six months, we have seen a lot of young people. Uh, a tremendous amount of young people, 18, 19 years old, right out of high school, wanting to get their real estate license um, and, and everything in between, people that want to be their own boss. And one of the conversations I always have initially is, I understand you want to be your own boss. However, I want to make sure that you understand that you're going to be running a business. It's like a practice, similar to you know a doctor or a lawyer or whatever. And so you need to make sure that you've got all your bases covered. You need to have some income put away because it takes a little bit to get ramped up. You don't necessarily walk in the door and say, okay, here I am. Where's the business? You, you need to look for the business and find the business. And uh, we, we have tools and resources, yet you still have to be there and you have to be the person that shows up to do it. Um, uh, those people that, you know, say, I'm, I'm going to get out of real estate and get a real job. One of the things that, you know, conversation again is, are you working your business 40 hours a week? What's going to be the difference when you go punch a time clock for someone else and you're doing it for someone else versus now? You know, it's the accountability factor. So people have to still do the activities. It's simple, but it's not easy. One of the challenges I had when I got into the industry was that I think I started when I was 29 or 30. And I didn't have any credibility because I didn't have any gray hair at that time. And people would look at you like they wouldn't trust you. And one of the challenges you mentioned somebody right out of high school or something like that has is that, okay, how do they get credibility because they don't have a track record or anything. And I think one of the ways that an agent might get started is to team up with a team. And Keller Williams, how did they facilitate something like that? So, well, first off, someone right out of real estate, school they don't know what they don't know at that point yet so we actually give them two options they can join a team or if they don't join a team they're required to go through a mentoring program and we have mentors that have been in the business for 20 plus years that you know sp spend time with them every week teaching them guiding them helping them implement their systems get their uh, listing presentation ready buyer presentation ready database the secret sauce in this business is your database and communicating with it. And so we actually onboard agents to set all those systems up for them so they're not trying to figure it out. And then that mentor is guiding them and coaching them through the way. If they join a team, that team is already established and have their system set up. So they're going to be training them on their systems. And our, men, our uh, team leads can also have their agents go through the mentoring program. Because it's leverage for them. It's training that they don't have to provide and can get them up and running on their team quicker with someone else helping provide that training for them. And one of the things that I see that is available now as compared to when I started was, you know, young people, I hate to say it, when they come out of school, um, they didn't have a chance before. Now they have a chance because of it's all about relationships. And younger people today are much better at relationships because they know how to communicate on TikTok and Facebook and Instagram and things like that. They also have their own little groups of, you know, I go play volleyball every Friday night with this. 
these are opportunities for them to get to know people and let them know what they do. Hey, I've started a new profession in real estate. And I just think that you have a much better chance to start when it, when you didn't years ago, like I did. And uh, maybe that was in my own mind or whatever, but I know that if I could start right now, I've got so many things available to me to market myself. And the nice thing about being in a brokerage or being on a team is that I can ride those coattails of, Hey, Keller Williams has done this much business. The Paul George group has done this much business. They can take credit for that being under that. And they also can take credit for, hey, if I don't know the answer, I've got somebody who's been in the business for 30 years or I've got a broker who's done this forever so they can find the answers for you. So um, if you're thinking about it and you're thinking you're too young to do it, it's worth having that conversation because of, like I said, there's just so many more things available to you than there used to be. Um, you know, just as a funny story, when I started, they say, okay, here's the phone book, start making phone calls or, okay, before you can work here, Write down 100 people that you know uh, and then call them and let them know what you do, that kind of thing. That doesn't do anything for you. It does when you can say, hey, I'm on this team and we just sold this house in your neighborhood, that kind of thing. So I don't want to short skirt you here because I do want people to call us. Dela, if somebody's thinking about real estate, how do they get a hold of you um, just to have a conversation with you to kind of go through the process? They can call my personal cell phone. You're giving out your gutsy. I am. I, that's what I always give out. You know, I always say real estate is not just a career. It's a way of life. And I truly believe that. So my cell phone number is 740-815-7037. What's that again? 740-815-7037. Or they can reach me via email, which is DalaBishop at KW.com. And Dale is D-A-L-A-B-I-S-H-O-P. At kw.com. Pretty simple. Appreciate you being on the Paul George Group, and we'll see you next week. Thank you. This has been the Paul George Real Estate Show with your host, Paul George. Sponsored by the Paul George Real Estate Group. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of Salem Media Group, staff, management, or advertisers. Tune in next week for an all-new episode of the Paul George Real Estate Show. And follow Paul online at paulgeorgerealestate.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.